Hi, it's episode 39, season 3 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast, the final pod of this season. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, my co-host, Bex from Portsmouth. Hello. And John from Urchester. Good evening. Right. Um, I was mulling over where to begin, whether you know, and I thought, well, before yesterday's match, I thought we've we've got to start with 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 the with the thrashing at Leicester. Um, but we only just went and improved it <laughs> yesterday. Um, Thirteen goals in two matches. I want, I want my Tottenham back. What's happened? What's happened to Spurs? It's a bit scary because what a precedent it sets for next season. Yes. And what a complete contrast to the way last season ended. Yeah. That's been I think the the, the for me, the way we we bounced back after that West Ham defeat when we apparently bottled it. Um firstly, firstly beating United, final game of the season. Um you know, putting all the fanfare to one side about a final game at White Hart Lane and, and and all of that, winning that game, securing second spot, and then these games essentially were, were dead rubbers. We could have fielded yeah. a weak team. We could have gone on holiday and switched off mentally. We annihilated both teams. Absolutely, utterly kicked their asses. We're, we're like delicious. a cat cat with a mouse we were just to- batting it from side to side and toying with them before we ultimately just bit their heads off uh, brutal and and beautiful to watch we really were and uh, i think there was a lot of pundits i think there were tweets from pundits when we lo- uh, before the end of the swansea game there were pundits on twitter saying Spurs uh, are, are bottling it then, only for their words to be wiped out when we came back with the three goals in the last couple of minutes. We haven't bottled anything this season. We uh, And the way we finish this gives me hope that Wembley next season isn't going to be as bad as everybody's fearing. And I think that it's it's a definite look what the, the magic that Poch has done and what he's done with the team to be able to finish this season so strongly. Yeah, and that makes you does it does make you feel a little bit better about next year. Whilst everybody is blabbering on about, oh, it's Wembley. We always play badly at Wembley. When actually we don't play badly, we just haven't had, have, maybe haven't played as well as we could have done. But I don't think it's going to be the utter fucking disaster that everybody's claiming it will be. No, uh, the the thing for me this this season uh, the, the team has been magnificent, and if you look across it, there's been some wonderful performances from several of the players but this season is all about has been about Poch um, the way he has learnt and instilled a never say die attitude into that side is is something to behold um, Ferg, Fergie kind of had it in, and basically what it is it's, it's fixing problems uh, when they're occurring and being able to overcome them 
I don't think that Wenger or Mourinho can do it. Um, and Guardiola at the moment is is being asked questions, and how it is the question is how much money are they going to throw at it for them to fix it? But Poch manages to do it with the players he's got and bring out the best of them. It's it's for me this season's been about him. He's, he's been he's been outstanding, and it's it's he's a credit to this club. Can I just say that yeah. he will be the first manager to start a fourth consecutive season since who? Fergie. I already know that because I read it earlier. No, ah, Birkinshaw. Keith Birkinshaw. Yeah, that's that. That's amazing. Oh, that's that's the first Spurs. Stat. Yeah, the first Spurs manager to fit to start a fourth consecutive season. That's that. That's a really scary statistic, and it says a lot about all of the changes we've had over the years. Yeah, the, the longest yeah. serving I think since Birkinshaw was Redknapp, I believe. Um, but he, oh, as he, but he, really but he didn't. But he didn't start. Um, his first season started in in October, so he was there from October two thousand eight to well, whatever it was, whenever he got fired, June, July, June, May, June, whatever it was, twenty twelve. Um, and I think up until that point, I remember throughout most of the nineties, the average, not the average, the the most the manager was was in charge at Spurs was about three years. Jerry Francis, three years, ninety four to ninety seven. Man in the rain, raincoat, ninety-eight to two thousand one. So, um, yeah, that that's quite some stat. It, it, and it, it just shows what um, you know planning and foresight can do. I mean, when he came in, he inherited a dressing room with with, with a bit of talent, but no purpose. Got rid of the 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 people that were causing problems in Aid Kapoor, etc. Got an attacking approach in, and then um, it, I think he saw what was coming through and was able to nurture the talent rather than being out having to throw money at him. And that, I think he deserves massive credit for that, really. So on Thursday, um, I had the pleasure of being in Leicester um, at the King Power for the first time, first time. And a few observations. One, Jamie Vardy's very fast, but that's about all he can do. He's quite one-dimensional. One he falls over a lot. Yep. Um, Mares before or after he smacks himself on the head <laughs> repeatedly because that was just quite frankly toddlerish behaviour. Anyway, Mares is again a dick. A dick yep. Um, Leicester. So Leicester won the league last season, right? Um, that, there's no, you know, that that's what happened. Um, and uh, they are the defending champions, and we we thrashed them. And one of the pleasing aspects after the game was as I was leaving the stadium, a Leicester fan. We sort of you know walked that thing when you're walking in opposite directions, and he just brushed past me and he just stopped me and said, "Your team," and he said it with a great deal of sincerity. That's that's the best team that's come to come to um, Wigan Power this season, all season, and that was quite a compliment. Um, uh, and the other thing is, um, they are they're shy. They they are what they are. You know what happened last season um, was a one-off. Um, it won't yeah. they won't do that again. Um, they reverted to type. Um, they're just a shit team from um, a shit team from a small provincial town in England. Um, that's that's what they are, um, and it was just beautiful, just so sweet watching watching our boys tear their team apart. And we did. There, it was it was relentless. We play on our day and in our pomp when we're like that. We are irresistible and unstoppable. Uh, I. I for the sake of three results, it's a pity that we have won fuck all this season, really. 
we should we you know we should have had something with our name on it you shared the the sound clip of what we predicted at the start of the season jav um and i said i, th- I think i said a pot these uh semi-finals of the champions league or and third or higher so i got one right i got one right but yeah we uh, if we can if we can keep the majority of this team together next season, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. I, I, I recall having conversations with people and they're saying as long as we can finish in the top six, we'll be all right next season. I think we'll do better than that next season. I think we'll be comfortable in the top four. Well, I, what I still don't understand is ignoring the media, because I have no great opinion of journalists at the best of times. I don't understand why any player would want to leave at the moment. Money is the only thing I can think of. And I think Walker's head's been turned and I think he did his lovely goodbye of, uh, about the lane and saying you know, how much he's enjoyed playing here. And But I genu- genuinely think he's off. But then I don't mind because Trippier's good. I like Trippier. Yeah, and I think Trippier's developed an awful lot this season playing in Kyle's shadow perhaps or just being able to watch and observe. And again, that's the development aspect that Poch brings to the whole team. Look what I, he's I, done to all of them. I think Trips has matched Kyle's assists in the six games that he started. Yeah. So it says it all. I, I prefer Trippier. And don't forget that um, Davis, when he came in, took yep. a while to get up to speed, run of games, and now he looks the, looks the part in that position. Um, so I've got no fears. What we need, though, is backup for them. Yeah, and it's always going to be the case. And that, that I think, is something that Poch works on. It's two players for every position, isn't it? And that's what he wants to have. And rightly so. And that's worked well for us so far. The fact that they are interchangeable and you can bring players in and it doesn't affect the overall way the team plays. If Carl Walker goes, it'll be interesting to see how far Carl Walker Peters is um, from breaking into the first team. Um, it may be too soon at the moment, and it may be that if um, Carl Walker does leave, we, we we go into the into the transfer market and and purchase another right back. But certainly Trippier, last few games, last two games in particular, he was just superb. Just just so many of the, um, chances he created on on Thursday. That victory was without. For most parts, Moussa Dembele, um, I know he came on mm-hmm. later, later on, and then also Christian Eriksen didn't start that, didn't didn't feature at all. Um, yet we still played some champagne football. Um, Moussa Sissoko, um, it's actually a question late, later on in the running order um, about him, but um, John, what, what were your thoughts on Sissoko on Thursday's performance? It took him all season, but I'm going to eat my words slightly because I thought he played very, very, very well. Uh, I think it, some people are still criticising, but I thought he had a good game in that position. He did okay. Um, um, and that's all I'm going to say because I still think he's rubbish and we should never have bought him and he needs to be sold. But yeah, he did all right. He did all right for us. I don't think anybody's had a, the last two games, nobody's had a bad game. And given the fact that they were dead rubbers and it was quite easy for the team to go, do you know what, really, my head's on a beach somewhere or, you know, Hong Kong or, or Australia, then he did really well because he's the player you mo- you think is most likely to go, nah, not, not interested. I've not been playing well this season. There are rumours of a big fallout with Poch. 
so I'm not going to play for this guy because he clearly doesn't want me and it's all about me being sold. And I think that is a real... He was okay, he was fine. Nothing outstanding. But I think for him to come on and play as well as he did even, says a lot about him. And whether he does want to... Whether he's... Potcher said, play well and you're in the shop window or play well and you'll stay, I don't know. But I think that was an important thing to happen because he doesn't there's clearly no love lost there <laughs> and he's not been playing at all well so yeah I think that was definitely something he came out and complained that he didn't have as much time match time as he thought he would yeah um, and you can't do that to Poch because Poch will just go thanks bye-bye yeah yeah um on yesterday's performance um Different, different team of the whole relegated team. I mean, bear in mind that the Leicester team that we played were a team that had bounced back under Shakespeare. Suddenly, their players had had showed some form, um, which was missing all season when when Ranieri was in charge. Um, yeah, we brushed them aside easily. Um, we played Hull yesterday, who were a relegated team. Who I thought, back in my mind, I, I never thought that it, it was going to be a problem, but I thought that. They might come out, play with, with without any pressure. They're already relegated. Put in a, a half decent performance. Um, there's obviously no. They uh, were on a beach somewhere. They, they definitely were, but there's also the, the contrast between them and Leicester. Leicester, there is there's a bit of needle between us and them over over last season. Arguably, maybe more so from from their side. Um, their fans. So it was it was it was interesting. It was quite fun on Thursday. Um, the amount of banter between the two fans and our fans goading them and, and saying you know you'll, you'll, you'll never play Champions League again that sort of thing um, but Hull complete contrast you've got lots of obviously ex-Tottenham boys um, we were singing Ryan um, there was, there was a uh, Ryan Mason chant I think on the 38th minute which we managed to sing on the 39th minute in typical <laughs> Spursy fashion um, there were obviously Tommy, Tom, Tom Huddleston chants and and uh, Michael Dawson, right at the very end of the game, um, when the players came over to, to thank the fans, Dawson came over and we were chanting his his name, and then he did that thing where he sort of banged his chest um, and uh, put his hand on his heart. And that that was quite nice, but yeah, complete contrast in terms of two teams. Um, but yeah, we we did the same thing. Beautiful performance, lots of goals. Harry Kane hat trick again. Um, I know, how tedious is it? Who scored? Well, Kane got a hat-trick again. <laughs> I, I was disappointed. I wanted him to get his 30th goal. Yeah, that would have been a really nice um, touch for the season. But, you know, I, never mind. I, I've only seen the highlights because we were coming back from Blackpool. Um, but I, I did manage to follow the whole sort of like... The Radio 5 was great yesterday because they had all the games on and they were, they didn't have one commentary. They were just cutting from match to match when things were happening. So I was just... Uh, so, uh, you know, obviously um, the, the Wanderers went in front and stuff. And I have to admit that I was cheering when Liverpool scored and I was tooting my horn uh, as well as I was going down the M6. But I was, I was willing Harry to get his 30th. I really wanted that for him. Uh, but what a way to finish the season and what a player. What a player! How much? How much is he worth? And is there is there a better is there a better centre forward in Europe? You could argue Lewandowski is better, perhaps. You could argue um, Las Cazetta is better, perhaps. Could you argue? I mean, Ronald 
uh, Ronaldo and Messi are different types they're of freaks. players. That that they're not centre forwards. They're just yeah, they're, freaks of nature. Um, I would say he is in the top two strikers in Europe. No, he for, for my money he is he's worth a hundred million notes of anybody's Easily. money. Easily, and is he very young indeed? Twenty three. Yeah, and he delivers not only at club, but he also delivers for country. And 29 goals in 30 Premier League matches. He missed eight through injury, through two injury spells, through his ankle injury, yet he still managed to get finish, you know, get, get the golden boot and for, for a second season in a row and get more goals than he did in his first and his second seasons with us. And, you know, in his first season, everybody said, well, he's just, he's just a one-season wonder. He's not going to be able to re- repeat that feat. He's just grown from strength to strength. I mean, I, 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 think, I think in a few years from now, he will... Um, easily get to 100. Well, I think next season he'll get to 100 Premier League goals. Um, it took Shearer about four years, I think, or the best part of four years to do that. I think it will take Kane a similar length of time. And I think I think Kane, when his career's over, I think he'll be up there as one of the best strikers in the Premier League. He's the complete package. For upper body strength, movement, a desire, team play, leadership. He he's, he has got it all for me, and um, he's irreplaceable at the moment. I really do believe that. I, I think the we, he so he scored more he scored more goals than Hull and Sunderland have this season, and he's played eight games less than those clubs, which is fucking phenomenal. He's he's well, unbelievable. He's done all right. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's done, done okay. Yeah. He has he he's he's yeah he's exceptional, and he's as the song goes, he's one of our own. He really is one of our own. It's it's beautiful. Uh, yeah. The picture yeah. of the picture of him walking down the, the not down the tunnels, but somewhere in the stadium at Hull, the black and white picture. Yeah, he where he's the, carrying the golden yeah. boot that <laughs> is gold. That is just that is a thing of beauty. That is truly one of the best pictures I've seen. It's an amazing photo. In a season where there's so many superlatives thrown about about the club and you know the the closing ceremony and there's the rainbow. You know, that's a beautiful picture, but I agree with you. That that one where he's walking down holding it, it that's, that's that's great. And it's the one where he stood in the tunnel as well, holding the ball and just looking down at it. Yeah. Oh. God. I wish Yeah, the rainbow. the rainbow. The yeah. rainbow. It just yeah. goes to show that God is a Spurs fan, if you believe in such things, which, of course, I don't, because I'm the most cynical person I know. But even so, um, it, yeah. Do you know what it feels like? It, we, we said earlier on, how the fuck have we not won anything? Uh, yeah. but the question is, are we cursed? And it just feels like no. the uh, curse has been lifted a little. It, do you know what I mean? The, 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 the shit's behind us. And it's, we're, we're, we've got that rainbow. We've got, that, we've got those players. We've got the, the manager. And it just feels like it's, it's, it's our time. Well, I fucking hope so because it's been a. We've gone through a, quite a lot of shit, and it would be nice if we could achieve something. If you look at the modern era, um, and by modern era I mean the formation of the Premier League, um, the, the 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 teams that all the teams that have won the, the league, there have been um, two anomalies. And that's a, maybe a bit harsh, but Leicester City and Blackburn um, that, that did it and and went. But everybody else. From United, Arsenal, Man City, and Chelsea. Arguably, City and Chelsea were given a bit of a cash injection when new owners came in, but they've all not done it straight away. They've all 
built up. United missed out um, on the league title um, in the old first division, finishing second to Leeds United, and then they went on to win the Premier League. And even then, that was on the back of several years under Ferguson building. Arsenal, it took them time. Um, Chelsea, arguably, before the Abramovich money, um, and before Mourinho took over, under Ranieri, they were gradually getting there. They nearly got there, I think, in, in, in the first season under Abramovich, um, Ranieri's last season. I think they, they finished second that season. So they all nearly got there, but they were building towards it. Manchester City, um, the same. Even when they had the money and Mancini was in charge, it took them a while. Um, Leicester freaks did it from nowhere. Even actually, even Blackburn, they didn't do it straight away. It took Kenny Dalglish a couple of years. What we've done is grow in under Pochettino. We had the first season, which was we got into a, a, a cup final, which which was good. Um, not too dissimilar from, from Liverpool last season under Klopp. Got to a cup final. Um, we didn't finish um, in the top four. And then last season and this, we've finished third and second, had a real go at trying to win the league um, without the resources of some of these other teams. And I'd say that next season we're, we will... We're, at this stage, I would say it's fair to say that we're comfortably a top four team. We, we're not a team that's just done it once, and I think we're moving in the right direction. We're progressing. We are absolutely a top four team, much to the disgust of all of the media who refuse to give Spurs any credit um, and don't talk about it. And it was all about, oh, Chelsea have won, and who else will finish in the top four? Who will be third, and who will be fourth? And they weren't even prepared to discuss Spurs. And I'm cool with that. Because I don't care what the media think. We know what we've achieved and we have achieved an awful fucking lot. If you think about it when Harry Redknapp took over, how far we've come in seven years, it's a bloody long way. It, it, it has. Uh, and, and even um, since Joel, and going back to you know when yeah. um, Santini with Joel came in, it has <laughs> been a, a long, long path. And it, sometimes it's been crawling sometimes it's been hanging on by our fingernails sometimes we've had our hopes dashed from us but it, it genuinely feels now that w w it's there for the taking we're going to dive into some some questions from listeners now some of these will touch on touch upon um yesterday and and this season and, and some of them are looking ahead to next season um greg taylor friend of the show, do you think there's any chance that common sense will prevail and people will see past the Chelsea glitter and see the Tottenham gold and award Pochettino Manager of the Year? He goes on to say, Conte won the league and, and may well win the FA Cup, but has infinite financial resources. Pochettino has improved us immeasurably this season. We amassed a record. 86 points, came second with the greatest goal difference, lowest goals against, have the golden boot winner in Kane for the second consecutive year, created the title race and broke several more records along the way. <coughs> Sorry, if there is any justice in the world, Maurizio would be a shoo-in, um, and he's done this without the funds um, that was available to, to Conte, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Poch has actually had to manage Tottenham, not just open a wallet and buy ready-made top players. So, manager of the year... Gonna to go to Conte because he's the shiny new kid on the block. Uh, Klopp will get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
John, that is far and away the most ridiculous thing you've said since we started this. I, I, know. <laughs> I, I, I do try it. No. I, I, but I think Conte will get it because he is the new kid on the block. And yeah. it, the, the pundits don't give a shit what Poch has achieved and how he's achieved it. it. It will all be about Conte. Oh, look, look at where Chelsea were last season and look at where they are this season. If they win the FA Cup as well, he's an, he will absolutely get it. If they can give Conte um, the player of the season, um, yeah. certainly give Conte the manager of the season. That wasn't easy to say. Um, it, it, sh- it should be Poch. I mean... But he, going back, to he's been, he has been outstanding this season. He's learned how to beat teams that are set up to nullify our attack when they used to sit back and park the bus and we had problems. So we went to the 3-5-2 and we managed to beat people. We kept the league campaign going to the end when people were expecting us to drop off. Um, it contended with so many injuries this season. Kane's been out, Toby's been out, Jan's been out. Um, Rose has missed half, literally half the season, I think, now. it's It's been... It's been amazing for him. And he's managed to balance as well the Champions League. OK, we didn't do too well, but he's balanced Champions League with the league as well. And we kept going and we but finished. But we did. That. We've done no worse than that in that the Man City have. No, exactly. It's taken them six years to get to the stage where they can actually play, can carry on league and Champions League. So, you know, I think we're ahead of the, on the, of the curve on that. Yeah, no, he, he does deserve it. Whether or not he gets it or they or they give it to Klopp, I don't know. But um, I think he does deserve it. Well, yeah, Conte will will, will get it. And to be fair, um, Chelsea have won won the league, and 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 that's that. Um, the thing that really annoys me is the amount of hot air that people blow up, people in the media blow, blow up Klopp's ass. Um, I said earlier about the comparison with us, um, Klopp's first season, last season, um, they got to two cup finals. They didn't. Um, qualify for the Champions League similar to Pochettino in his first season we got to one cup final we finished fifth um, in Pochettino's second season arguably we should have finished second last season we finished third um, they finished fourth blew a lot of points at home and frankly we're in a position where I mean it's great for them they're in the Champions League and all that but they had to wait to the final day of the season to achieve that, and they finish fourth. They still they still ought to go for a qualification round, I think, in in August. Um, yes, they yeah, were being seeded yeah. for that. That is not impressive, yeah. given the amount of money they spent. Yet, I think it might have been you, John, possibly last week. I was having a conversation with I can't recall about the contrast between Pep and um, and Klopp, and the fact that Pep seems to get a lot of criticism from from the media, and that's fine. I get that. I get that. Pep can be a bit negative and a bit defensive, and 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 they don't like that. Yet, arguably, Klopp has got away scot free. They just love him. He's a media darling. He's like yeah. what Mourinho was initially. Yes. His, anyway. his football's dull and turgid. His defence is fucking awful. Uh, they, I mean, they're going to have to spend big because I don't see them having any players coming through that can slot into their side. Uh, it's gonna. It's yeah. He's 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 a German hipster. He wears funky glasses and he shows a bit of passion. Um, but for me, his sides can be beaten quite easily. Um, and um, the one thing going forward next season, if we want to be taken seriously, is just turning that form against the 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 the, the top four around a little because we did I fall think- a little short. 
Yeah, I think we've done pretty well this season. I think away from home, and I think certainly against Liverpool, since Klopp's been in charge, we've we've struggled a bit. But um, you know that we improve this season from last season. Next season, we're going to improve more. I can't remember a few 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 pods back, Bex. Um, one of the pods I was that you, that you were on, and um, we were talking about last season. We were talking about that five-one, and we at the end of last season, and the fact that um, have the players learn. And I remember you saying something along the lines of, "You're fine with that five-one as long as they've come back and learned from it," and they have. There was a bit of a wobble with the West Ham game, and I wasn't convinced then. So watching on Thursday, that was in the back of my head quite a lot because we lost those last two games. And I was thinking, is this going to be our... Because it was a dead rubber, because as a fan, I was like, well, really, what what are we playing for? And it's nice to see the boys and yada, yada. Um, And I was really impressed on Thursday night because there was none of that rolling over at all. It was like it was the opening game of the season. And the same goes for yesterday. Ericsson chasing down what was effectively a dead ball. It's the last day of the season, but he ran his socks off. There was no pressure on him to do that. But that now, I think, is ingrained within the team. It doesn't matter where, what stage of the season it is, this is how you play. You play this way every game. I think one it, it, sorry, Jav, go, go ahead. I'll just to say, I think one thing, though, last season, um, possibly as fans, maybe even players, maybe even Pochettino, it might have caught them a bit by surprise, the fact that we were in that position. We've done it again this season. We've gone that step f- further. If there wasn't already, I think there's a real belief in that club amongst the players, amongst the managers, sorry, amongst the manager, and dare I say it, amongst our fans, who I think are still a bit... have a tendency when things are down to not look at the bigger picture. And I, you know, I, I cast my mind back to, for example, October, November, where we were drawing a lot of games and, and, and whatnot, and, and fans lamenting last season and how good it was and, and, and how we, we, we're just not that same team anymore. But I, I, I think there is a real self-belief that, that now, you know, we've done it two seasons in a row. We've, we've gone from easily, we're a team that are easily top four, third, second, and, and have improved. And I think that self-belief will, will carry us f- through next season and will continue to improve. John, exactly, which goes back to my earlier, why would anybody want to leave? Sorry, John. No, uh, yeah. Why would anybody want to leave apart from money, really? That's it. That's the only thing. And if you're leaving a, uh, a, a side and a manager that are playing in the, the style and the panache that we have and you go for money, it says it all about the player, really. And I'd be quite happy for them to leave the club. Well, there's no no loyalty in football, only bank accounts. Yeah. they, they zeros. They, yeah. They, they, wherever they go, good luck to them. But no, I don't need them. At the, we don't need them at the club. We can move on. Okay. Um, question from Lynette Keeler: Most underrated, selfiest player of this season, Rebecca. Uh, see, up until a couple of weeks ago, I'd have probably said Ben Davies, because I think he was taking a lot of flack when he first came in for Danny Rose, but. As yesterday proved, he's absolutely part of the team, embedded in the team. He's not just a, oh, we'll just chuck him on because 
you know, we've got nothing else left. He is a, just as much a part of the team as Danny Rose is. And I'm not yeah. sure he always gets the credit that he deserves. But I think the last couple of games, he's just, he's been outstanding. Yeah. I, I think if you go from front to back, all of the players have got their plaudits. Kane, Ericsson, Delhi, Son, you know, going through the midfield, through the back four, goalkeeper, they've all got their plaudits. I don't think they've, they've all turned up. If you if you want a, a, a stealth player, uh, Lesniak, <laughs> one start, one assist. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I think it, we it, might be seeing a little bit more of him next season. What do you think? I hope so. <laughs> I, I, but again, um, uh, was it um, Nkudu who came on and played that pass out of the defence against Swansea that started to break for our uh, for our first goal? Um, again, an- another one. You know, he just little vignettes of players that 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 have the possibility to do something. I think uh, th- that's more than a, you know, a stealthy player. Trippier came, has come good at the end. Davis has come good. Uh, but the, that whole, that whole starting 13 or so players, they've all got their plaudits this season and rightly so. So it's going to have to be, I'll, I'm going for Lesniak. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to agree with Beck. Beck. So what the one that I was going to go for was, was, was Ben Davis. I think that, um, I think when he when he got his chance when Rose got injured um end of January and even earlier on in the season there were a few games that Rose was out for. Um when he initially came in he looked a bit rusty, which which is understandable, and he got a bit of bit of stick stick from fans, which is always frustrating when that happens. Um but he he's come on leaps and bounds the last few weeks as I've sort of said before he's not Danny Rose but he's a very good Ben Davis and the frustrating thing for me is even as even if I go back to Thursday night um there were fans giving him stick and just saying oh you know he can only trap the ball with his left foot he's so left-footed well yeah fine he is oh he, he can't beat players in the way that Danny Rose well he can't or, or you know why doesn't he take a shot or why doesn't he he does what he's comfortable with and if he has to check in then he'll do that and if he has to play the the simple pass he'll do that Um, why should he try to do something ambitious if he doesn't have the confidence to to do that but he's a solid player, he's an intelligent player he's integrated really well with the team and and, um, uh, yesterday he he capped it off with a a superb goal Um, and, and I think that he would get into most most of the top six, top six or seven teams. Um, how many left backs are, are better than him? If you look around, if you look at Chelsea, if you look at United, barely any. Yeah, barely any. And the thing is, he's had six starts. You know, if he's, uh, Davis has been in for half a season. He, uh, Trips has had. Uh, sorry, I hate it. <laughs> Trips Trippier has had six starts. If he has half a season, I dare say he'd improve incrementally yes. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, a uh, question from Karim Cronfly. Apologies for mispronouncing your name. Um, this team and squad are special. Do we need this generation's Dave Mackay, or do you think the last two seasons' lessons have developed that spirit within the current squad? I think we've got this generation's Dave Mackay. We've got. I don't Eric know Dyer how Dave Mackay you... would, would add. Yeah, what do you. Do? Yeah, I don't see that we need to add that ferocity, if you like, that 
single-mindedness to to go all out. I think that's another thing that Poch definitely has brought to the team. It's already do, there. Do, does he mean somebody sort of just like a leader driving through and 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 pushing the team on when we needed? Because we've got that in Kane, but we we've got the steel in midfield in in Dyer when it's needed in Wanyama who, who eats spaghetti. Uh, if you want a stealthy player, I don't think anybody expected him to be as good this season. He um, has been outstanding. Yeah, really, really good. Settled really well. Looks like he's been playing there for years. Better than Kante for me, if I'm honest. If Kante got player of the season, Wanyama should have been at least considered. Um, I don't. I, bit of a hard question to answer, but I think we've got the steel in midfield we need and the leader in Kane that we need. I think we've got leaders all over the pitch. Toby, Jan, Hugo, um, Dyer. Even Ericsson, who just looks like a meek and mild person, he's not, I don't think. I think he's as involved as anybody else on that pitch. So I think we've got leaders everywhere. And that's maybe what makes the team work. Because it's leaders, it's not, they're not giving people grief all the time. They're trying to help the team overall. I think in years to come, in the same way that people talk about um, Dave Mackay and Blanche Flower and all of these greats from, from that period of time. I think in years years from now, when when these players um, have retired, they're going to talk about this team. They're going to talk about the the 2015, 16, 17, 18 crop of players that we had at Spurs. And I mean, they've already what surpassed every single Spurs team since 1963 in terms of points and, and, and league finish. This is arguably the, the best Spurs team since the double winning team and, and, and uh, 61 and, and then the, the, the team that went on and won the FA Cup in 62 and the Cup Winners' Cup in 63. Um, uh, people will talk about our players in, in the same light. Um, yeah, we've got tough tackling players and we've got, as you both said, we've got that leadership um, uh, throughout the team. Um, before I do some more questions, um, just let's take a little bit of a break from from from, from questions. Bex, um, Spurs ladies, have you got an update for us? Well, um, yeah, kind of. So the girls have finished playing in the league, but I did say that last week. So their next game is on Sunday at two o'clock, and that's against Blackburn Rovers ladies, who won the same league equivalent league um, up north in the wilds of the north. Um, so that the winner of that match, I thought they had another match to play, but it's not. It's actually whoever wins that match gets promoted, and that will go be the promotion up into the Women's Super League 2. So that's a really exciting thing for the girls next week. Um, the game's being held at the Valley as a neutral ground. So that should be quite good fun. Everybody should go and get involved. Um, right, let's finish off with a few more. We've got, we've got quite a few, but I'll try to plough through them as quickly as possible. Um, Richard Healy, if you could go back to this time last season, what would you change to turn this season into a title-winning one? Um, anyone got anything different to not signing Sissoko? Um, he goes on to say, mine would be signing Mane for £34 million, although at the time he did think that Liverpool had, had overpaid. Um, apart from ploughing a bus into um, the entire Chelsea squad, no. Um, telling Conte not to come to Chelsea, perhaps. Um, but no, 
what could we do? Wrap Harry Kane in cotton, cotton wool. Wrap Danny Rose in cotton wool. I don't know. Apart from if you could prevent them somehow from getting those injuries. So, but have we missed Rose? How I I don't know the stats of of the games that Rose hasn't started, wins and losses to when he did. But I I I don't think we've missed him. Um, but going back to the question, um, I I would have um would like somebody to warn me how emotional the uh, the last game at the lane would be, and the related coverage afterwards, because that some of that left me bits. Um, when I watched the whole thing through, but that, that's the only thing I'd change. I, it's been a glorious season, and to finish second in our league isn't anything bad. Uh, Barcelona, Roma, PSG, Porto, Ajax, off the top of my head, all second in their leagues. We're in good company. So, the, we've mentioned the loss of some key players through injury, and the one player we haven't talked about is Lamella. True. Because oh. that happened an awfully long time ago. And Winks, Harry Winks as well. Yes. Well, yeah, but Winks has been visible at least. Um, but Lamella, I think, is a whole separate issue. So, yeah, I'd be more inclined to say wrap Lamella in Cottonwall. I don't know how. I think that hit us when he first got injured and went. I think that hit us a lot harder than anybody would be prepared to admit. Because that's when we started to draw some of the games. And I think it took us a while to adjust to not having him there. I made a bold prediction on the very first podcast that we did. It was actually the second part of the season, but it was the first one after after our first match against Everton, um, and, and it was the three of us. And I made a bold prediction at the time that Lamella, Lamella had scored as well in the one, one um, draw against Everton. I made a bold prediction that he would be Player of the Year, football writer, BFA Player of the Year. Uh, that didn't go <laughs> quite to plan, um, no, but I think he's. I really do think that. I thought we had a really good season last season, and I think that yeah, we, we missed him. Um, but would I change anything? No, I wouldn't. Um, of course, I'd like to change the outcome in terms of. I'd love us. I'd love it if, if we won the league. But um, this season has been a progression. It's been a step, and it's. We, we'll get there in the end. Um, and I firmly believe next season we're going to win the league. Uh, Russell Pereira. <laughs> uh, we, we, well, you laugh, but we, but we will. We, we will. Okay. Um, Russell Pereira. I believe we entered an, a new era for Spurs when I saw our youngest team in the Premier League take us to a Wembley final in their first season together. Since then, they've gone from strength to str- str- strength. Still, I have this niggling doubt that I just can't shake. He's been a Spurs fan clearly for too long. Will we be successful at Wembley next season? Will we be able to keep hold of our best players if they don't win any silverware next season? Surely that is a must if we are to show any progression from this season. Yeah, see, that's the key word, isn't it? It's progression. And I'm quite happy with this season. Every yeah, There's a lot of fans of rival clubs saying to me, yeah, but you only came second. Yeah, but it's still progression. It's a solid progression on what we did last year the points total the cup final so we are better um and yeah I kind of I'm with him on that front the only way we've got to win something next season to keep these players because you can only hold out that carrot for so long you can only say you know but stay here look we are doing well but that's within the grasp of the players that's within their capabilities not anything that we as fans can do so it really is their fate is in their own hands 
uh, 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 there's a, a couple of fans at work. Uh, oh, you came second. Yeah, we came second. Oh, yeah, sec- yeah, second in the league. Second best club side in England this season. You know, and have demolished a lot of sides and made a lot of teams look p- uh, pathetic. Uh, you know, played in the Champions League, did well in the FA Cup. You know, we're second. There's nothing to be ashamed or, no. or to be scoffed at about our achievements this season. You know, uh, the goals we've scored, the players we've got, we are coveted by... All, all of our players are coveted by every other fan, I think. They would... Deli Ali, they'd love to buy. Harry Kane, they'd love to buy. Wanyama, they'd love to buy. Our defence, they'd love to buy. Our goalkeeper, our manager is wanted by everybody. You know... You can't have it on one hand say, no, you only finished second, and on the other hand, want all our players. It, it doesn't work in that way. And I, pff, fuck them. Fuck them all. We've, we were second. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very, very proud of what we've done this season. Yeah, absolutely. There's no, oh, yeah, but it could have been better, like last season. The, that, the humiliation of losing on that last day by, because we were shit. Yes. And that was really hard to sit and watch when we'd been so good up until that point. Um, whereas this season, none of it. Absolutely, immensely proud of my my boys all the way through. They haven't yeah, got I, a foot wrong. I've had Newcastle fans this week throw me that 5-1 in my face. Oh, yeah, yeah you got beaten by a relegated side. And um, yeah, we got beaten by a relegated side. Welcome back to the Premiership. How many times have you been rele- relegated now? Fuck off. And when we play you, we'll see how we do next time. Because it isn't going to be the same... Yeah, we had a Geordie fan at work who said, well, you see, relegated side, you got beat last year. And I'm like, yeah, so thanks very much for the lesson. Because look what we did to Hull. Yeah. So we have learned at your expense, effectively. Thank you very much. Because, yes, you might have been really, we, we might have lost to you, but you'd already been relegated. And look what we've learned. You've learned yeah. apparently not so much. Well, we'll see about that next season. Let's see how the fat Spanish waiter does next season, shall we? <laughs> I think that um, what's the, what's the, the famous JFK quote about fear and fearing nothing but fear itself? I think I think that as fans, because we we're all long-standing suffering Spurs fans, we've we've in the back of our minds there's always that niggling doubt that that it's too good to be true and the wheels are going to fall off. But I I think that at the moment things are just it's an upward trajectory, and we can't do anything wrong. Though we haven't, you know, even the cup final, we didn't actually, we didn't play badly. We didn't fold. We didn't do anything tragic. We didn't get anybody sent off. There's no shame, I don't think. Yeah, it's disappointing, but we turned up. We gave Chelsea a good game. As you, as you say, in this question, the underlying thing was if 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 we don't win any silverware next season, well, as long as we continue to progress, then silverware will 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 be a certainty because the, the only progression from this season to next would be um, trophy or trophies. Um, question from Mark Stoll: Which player do you want to replace Isoko with? <laughs> Lamella. Just save the money. <laughs> yeah. Good answer. Well, yeah, they're a like for like, aren't they? Thirty million yeah. pound a piece. Yeah. No, if, if Sissoko comes back in the, sorry if, if Lamella um, Freudian slip if Lamella comes back in the team uh, and, and if Winks is then fully fit I know Winks plays more central although arguably Sissoko France he plays in central role if both those players are back in the team then I don't fancy Poch's headache yeah exactly where's Sissoko, where's Sissoko going to fit 
on a coach somewhere. <laughs> on a coach somewhere out of White Hart Lane. Um, right, a few, a few questions. I, I, can I can I just say I'd, I'd buy Charlie Adams, so I don't have to live in fear every time we line up against him. <laughs> yeah, he's not a thirty million pound player, so no. we'll make a profit as well. That'd be nice. True, exactly. Um, right, um, a few questions that are sort of fairly similar. Sam Moore, what do we need to take the next step to win a trophy next season? Um, on the back of that at all, Somar, how do we strengthen next season? Um, and then John Phillips, presuming we keep all our current players, doubts around Walker, of course, where do you think the squad needs strengthening for us to keep going forward? I would say we don't try not to step backwards. But interestingly, on Twitter, about five or ten minutes ago, there's a shot of the uh, taken of the some of the, the team going to South Korea for the tour uh, and Walker's on the plane. Now, if he was wanting out, would he be going over there now? I'm not so sure, but he's on the plane and there's Son and Wimmer and uh, and a couple of other people, but they're on the plane. So he's going out to Korea. So will he leave? Will he not leave? I think this is going to be one of those ones that's going to go on all summer. Will he leave? Won't he leave? Where's he going to go? How much is he going to go for? Who are we going to spend the money on? And you'll have journalists with a pot of money, uh, one team, another player. And, oh, we're going to buy him for that amount of money. Oh, he's going to go to Juventus now. And it's going to get fucking dull. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, taking a sabbatical from reading all football gossip for the entire summer because it fucking bores the arse off me every bloody year. And I'm not playing. I'm absolutely not going to bite about all of these rumours because until it actually happens, until a player is photographed holding the shirt of a another club, then I ain't believing it. Not getting involved. It's too much. It's a waste of energy. They've sold our team twice over and the, and the rest. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, what the fuck? In that, fuck ca- in that case, very, very briefly, what do we need to do to, to going, to, going to Sam's question, what do we need to do to take that next step and win a trophy next season? Or I oh, guess just, sure just continue as we are. Yeah. Yeah. It's already there. The bones are already yeah. there. How can you improve on what we did this season? And if you buy players... You have to make sure that they're going to settle the same way Wanyama did this season, that they're going to settle, they're going to be okay with everything, that they're going to get on with the team. Because I think at the moment, they've got the perfect balance. They are very obviously a very close team, both on and off the pitch. Mm. And to get a new boy in the middle of all that, fucking that, that's really hard. Okay, yeah. talking of what you mentioned, Wanyama, talking of Wanyama, a question from Ed brad with the success of wanyama this season are there any other players at southampton that were there when potch was there that we should go after now these could be players current southampton players or players who've for, for example adam um, lalana who who have since moved on to other clubs i'd say is a gift no, I'd, and i'd also say there's nobody at southampton i'd want not ward, ward prowse he's uh, the only ward... one i was thinking of but he's a little bit gobby that's the issue. So he's got form for gobbing off and making comments about, and he did it before at Southampton. Well, I'm not. I'm, I need to get first team football, and that doesn't wash with Poch. Mm. Uh, none of them had enamoured themselves to me this season. I think we we can we can do better than their players. Who plays at right back for them? Anyway, um, let's move on. Um, <laughs> we. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, question from your good self, John. Um, what song title would you use to sum sum the season up? 
Um, I would, I would um, speaking off air beforehand, I would use um, The Dark Days Are Over by Florence and the Machine because it does seem with, that we're, we're at a, a, a crux where everything that's gone before and the, the, the poor years, the, the 80s and the 90s, the, the direness, the, everything that's just the, the, the pouring out of emotion that we've had this season with with the closing of the lane and everything it just seems that there's a line being drawn on it and we're moving forward um to somewhere better so yeah the dark days are over by florence and the machine certainly nothing dirgy that's what i'd say bex what would you say i i'm absolutely inclined to agree because i can't think of anything else that better expresses how i feel about the club at the moment so on the flip side, you could also say another one of their songs is "This Ship Is Built to Wreck." <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> so we won't go there. Um, Jav, have you got any? Nope, nope. I, um, I think we've played some champagne football at times. Mm, no, champagne supernova, Oasis, maybe. No, no. Oh God, Jav chooses an Oasis track. Shocker. Um, yeah, I just, I. I what else can you do to top that though? Because it doesn't. Isn't that the way it feels like the whole club is going from the new club to the players, everything? Yeah, I mean, the, the next time that we go home, we'll we'll be a brand new stadium, and it'll be sixty thousand one hundred and ninety nine. Is it now fans that they'll be in front of, and it's going to be a completely different ball kettle of fish to to what we've what we're where we are now. So. Um, you know, it, and to be it, honest, that sorry, John, that doesn't matter how well we get on next season at Wembley. I think because I think everybody will be so hyped because we're back at the lane. But I think that first home game will just be amazing. I, I don't think Wembley is isn't gonna, is going to cause us a problem. I really don't. I, I, no, I, but not not sorry, not because we're of the way we play there. I think, irrespective of how well we do next season. White Hart yes. Lane, call it yeah. what they fucking will, is where we are. Yeah. And no, that's I, what I think. It doesn't matter. So whatever happens next season, it doesn't matter because that first game back at the new stadium will just be, can you imagine, with the wall? That will be, oh my God, that's just huge, isn't it? It's going to be amazing. The, the, the first time I get off the tube at Seven Sisters and walk down the road or off the train at White Hart Lane, it's going to be something different. Yeah. Um, my friend, me and my friend Lee took our boys Charlie and Luca in the same class down for the for the final day for the closing. Um, we didn't get in the ground. Uh, we found out after the the match though that there was some dodgy bloke on a turnstile letting people in for fifty quid a head. So wow. had I had I known about that, I'd have got in. And it, to make it even worse, the guy said, "Oh yeah, he's been doing it for years." <laughs> <laughs> I just I, was, I could have got in every week, um, but. You know, the, bringing up the new generation, and it was important for them to see the old ground as it was, and the development of the new one. It's already impressive, and it's only two thirds of the height it's going to be. It's going to be fucking immense and and awesome, and people are going to walk up to it and just think, "Oh my fucking god!" Away fans, away teams are going to want to come and play there. It's I, I can't wait for it. I really can't. It should be nice and intimidating. Yes, and the thing is, it's so steep. Because you can stand literally where the, the centre circle and the, the centre spot is, it's so steep already. It's it is going to be intimidating. It's going to be something else. I can't. I honestly can't wait. Just um, 
I've got a couple more questions, but but before we do those, I'm conscious of the fact that on the last podcast that, that we did, um, ne- neither of you were were on that pod. Um, just a few thoughts on White Hart Lane and, and the finale. Um, watching it both at home, what what was your John? You mentioned earlier. Um, I mean, you, you were you were there, in fact. Um, yeah, and you said it's well, quite quite emotional. And did, yeah, did you we, shed a shed a tear? Um, when I so we were in uh, at the Bell and Hare, and then we couldn't see the screen. And I know that Emma and other people are at the front, and the, the, to be honest with you, the the, the t- Charlie and Luca were a bit intimidated by the singing in the crowd. So we walked back over to the Irish Centre so we could see a screen. And we were literally going on, literally at White Hart Lane Station when Man United scored, and the roar made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up um and like and then i looked at lee and we ran in and we we sat there and we were watching the game and um all the way through i was thinking that's the last half time that's going to be at the lane and then that's the last 65 minutes uh and that's the last time that's going to happen and it was the i think it was the last five minutes of it when it was just literally spontaneous the flags were being flown and people were singing I, I, I had something in my eye, it's a bit of dust or something, um, and it, it, it was it was emotional. And I came back and I watched. I I, I couldn't bear to watch the, the the clothing ceremony the same day, so I waited a couple of days, and I put it on. And it was the when Kenny, Kenneth Branagh was doing his film, and he goes, "Hello, fellow Spurs fans," and I, I was off. I was just gone, and I'm going again now, thinking about it. Um, it. it it, it was emotional and it did get to me and it's sad to see it go, but we, we, we should have done this 10 years ago. We should have, we should have been, had a bigger stadium with better facilities already. I can't believe it's taken this long and we have to do it. it it's a necessity and it's so important for our club to move on. So for me, um, the only thing that's constant in life is change. And like you said, John, this is well overdue. Nothing will ever stay static. It's the, the as has been said before, it's triggers broom, isn't it, with the stadium? So yeah. fine, get it gone. Let's move on because it is a whole new chapter. This is a whole new way for people to experience the team, the club. Everything about it has changed. So we need to make some new memories. You did, cannot keep holding on to the past. Did you? And I think actually, as Spurs fans, that's something we've done too much of. Yeah, yeah. And what we, um, we what we can't do is look back and say it's not this and it's not yeah. that. It, of course, it's, it's not. It's it's, it's it never going to be like that exactly. No. And it, no. we are well overdue for this change. Yeah. We, we've got and that's an interesting point, Bex, because we've got great history and traditions, and by all means embrace those. But we should never be stuck in the past and I said it earlier about this team and the fact that in years gone in, in years to come I, I really do believe that this team will be talked about in the same way that Yeah, um, the double winning side yeah, is. Yeah, and so it should. And and we shouldn't just go on about the the double winning side are fantastic and and the, the you hear less about them, the, the push and run side of, of Arthur Rowe. Um that both Bill Nick and 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 Thoralf Ramsey were, were, were part of, they're, they're all I'm sure fantastic. And then in in more recent times, the the, the teams of the eighties, Hoddles and your Ardiles and and Archibald and Crooks and all of that. Um, but, but 
but we hold on to that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't because that is very much part of our history and it's made us the way we are now. But at some stage, you have to say, look, that all happened an exceedingly long time ago. Mm. So it's nice to talk about. It's nice to reminisce. But we really should be having something more recent. You, you look at United and I always end up quoting. You do, referring, don't you? Quite yeah. a lot. Um, you know, book? You know, I haven't, no. Okay. Is he um, paying you? No. no. Okay. If you look at United under Fergie, um, they had several teams. They had the, 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 the 94 double winning side and they had, you know, great players. And, and then he rebuilt that side and, and they were great players and heroes to, to fans. But, but they all went. They all had a... Um, the best before date, and and that's it. And then he he built another team with um with 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 the Beckhams and the, and the Nevilles and 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 the Skulls and and Yapstam and all of that the the the, the treble exactly. winning side. And then then came the Ronaldos and the Roonies and and the next generation and the Ferdinands and the and the Vidic and and all of that. And they were all all of those teams were different, but they were all successful in their own way, and they all had heroes in their own rights and. And this team will, but there will hopefully be another team afterwards. And and I and I hope to, I'd really be great if Pochettino, in the same way that Ferguson was was there at United all those years, if he's the architect and he builds another team, when this team is too old, um, and 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 whatever, um, that you know that that's what it's about. It, it's about moving forwards. And and as you, and as you say, um, the one thing in in life that's constant is is change. Um, did yeah. you did you weep? Did you shed a tear? A little bit. Not so much when they were talking about the stadium. It was when they were bringing out all the legends. And that's when I started to remember. And I was like, oh, my God. Because that goes back to when most people started playing football. And in the same way, everybody has their James Bond or whatever. Everybody has their own Spurs team. The team that they first remember when they started watching or the team that they remember when they won something. or Everybody has their own version. Yeah. their team but go, going alongside that is the good thing is is that we're still at white hart lane and those rituals and the pubs and the journey and that that will be yeah. the same for people so yeah. there will be that familiarity it's not it's not in the middle of a, a fucking industrial estate it's not next to a shopping center it's not on an old tip in the middle of a load of old tube yeah line. absolutely it's, it's home. white hart lane we are home yeah exactly and and that will go a long way because you know the, the, I'll take Charlie and we'll I'll have the same match day ritual and he'll get up, be a part of that and it's it's going to be the that will be the same and I think that's a beautiful thing to have kept really yeah okay final question um, two questions but it's effectively the same thing um, Dave <laughs> Dave Phipps um, what's been your best part of this season apart from the last home game which was the best day ever um Praveen Ramdani what's been your highlight of another su- successful campaign in the Premier League if I come to you first Bex fuck I, wow I, I don't even know where to start I've been thinking about this question on and off today and I can't actually pick out any one incident there's just been too many and I I don't know. Do you put it down to yesterday where Kane got the golden boot? Do you put it down to beating the arse for the very last time at White Hart Lane? Do you put it down to the Chelsea and just wiping the floor with them in January? I don't. I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's been so many. I, where do you? I don't. I honestly don't know where to start. 
And those are just three things. I was there for the West Ham game. Mm-hmm. I mean, fucking hell. Dear God, that's enough to make you... If, that's heart attack material right there. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. There, there's certainly been, you know, there's there's been the heart attack material like the West Ham game. Um, Wickham was another one for me, Swansea. Um, but then there's, there's also been the right hammerings that we've given to teams, whether that was, you know, Leicester and, and Hull more recently, but even earlier in the season, Swansea, Stoke, West Brom, um, amongst others. Um, it's It's been, there's been so many different highs. It's not just been one... One. Yeah, exactly. And I honestly don't. I wouldn't even know where to start. John, what do you think? Um, being able to go to Lane for a, a, a good few times this season, always going to Lane is a, is a highlight. So thank you for that, Jav. Um, some of the performances that we've put in, you've mentioned some of them. Um, the way the way that we smashed uh, Man City, the, the humiliating Arsenal in the you know. In the in the last ever North London derby, the club getting it so right with the with the closing ceremony, it was there was it was spot on. It was the only thing that I would say is they didn't need the choir. But they, well, they if they did, they should the choir should have listened to how we sing. Yeah, that um, song. But my highlight of the season, I think it's it it's got to be Harry Kane. Um, for 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 somebody now, I think the the whole of the global football watching population now knows whose name is Harry Kane. He, <laughs> he, he, he is, he is without a doubt. I mean, we said it, you know, is he one of the best strikers in Europe? He, yes, he is without a shadow of a doubt. He, you know, golden boot second in a row, but he's contributed so much to us. I, I was, I'm going to say Harry, but I, the whole team, the, this whole, just the whole season, second place, you know, um, you, you aim high, and then if if you don't get there, at least you're, you know, second place. And if there's if there's one thing, it's the rainbow. Because at that moment, all I could think of was Bill Nick. And I don't know who put the, the picture of Bill Nick leaning on the rainbow. But it's almost something like Liverpool fans do. But that again, that was just a lovely touch. And I, I yeah, the, the, it's, it's so, you're right, it's so hard to pick. But it, in times past, there would have been, it would have been one goal. Or yep. it would have been one performance. Or it would have been yep. one match. Or it would have been one sound bite, but everything that comes from Poch is right. All the goals we score are brilliant. <coughs> so just the whole season, but also being part of this podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Jav. I have enjoyed it so much. So the, the, just being able to re- be part and record an oral history of this whole season has been absolutely fantastic. So thank you. It's a pleasure to have you on the pod. And, and I've got to give credit to Bex because she was the one that actually pointed me in your direction and suggested that we should we should have you on but anyway um oh thank you bex thank you i didn't realize that very welcome. Now, but that's that's <laughs> but, really nice thank okay you. <laughs> that's uh um the, just on that the, the the bill nick rainbow photo of course there's another photo doing the rounds on on social media of dear old <laughs> tim sherwood under the rainbow <laughs> yeah. um okay for yes. for me i mean as you said bex there, there have been so many highlights um this season um I think the fact that when you consider last season, it was such a good season. It was just amazing. It surpassed anything that we could imagine. And when that season finished, when it was drawing to an end, obviously it ended disappointingly. We missed out to Leicester. There was the whole Chelsea game. And then there was 
the subsequent matches, losing to Southampton and then losing the way we did to Newcastle, that it ended on a disappointing note, but it was also an amazing season. He didn't want it to end. Um, this season, and, and <sighs> this season has surpassed last season. You know, at the yep. time we thought that that was a fantastic season. So for me, overall, this season has been superb. We, we've we've moved on as a team, and we finished on a high note. Um, the last two matches, in particular, um, they. When I was mulling over these questions, um, one of them, uh, Praveen's question, in fact, predates um, both of those matches. So I I didn't consider either of those games so they, they've they obviously taken me a bit by surprise and, and, and they've been highlights of, of, of the season um, I'm left now feeling that it's a great season I don't have that feeling of I don't want it to end I'm happy that it's ended and I'm looking forward to, to the break and looking forward to next season um, as for What the do la- you mean you're looking forward to the break? Hold I, on I a absolutely minute, am. Nope, I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm my, my, my battery's going to be recharged and I'm, and I'm, and I'm looking <laughs> forward the next six weeks are going to go really quickly and then pre-season will start six weeks to no. go, 3rd of July No, I hate this, <laughs> this is, it is absolutely the most soul-destroying but, it's the first weekend with no football and because the FA Cup final well, doesn't count and I'm like, oh shit! Yeah, and may- I've got nothing. No, maybe, no, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I I'll be thinking, the, maybe I'll be thinking, I'll think, thinking the same, same way next weekend when it suddenly, I hate it. suddenly hits me. At the moment, I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing and I'm, and I'm happy. Um, but overall, yeah, I, I think for me, to, to, aside from how we've done collectively over, over the course of the season, there, there, are, there are two things I could pick out. One, it's the people that I've met over the course of the season at, at matches. Um, uh, new people, new faces um, like yourself, John. Um, we 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 we've got to watch I think about four games together. Um, yeah, and that was really nice. Um, getting to know you, not just through the podcast, but 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 meeting you in person and watching games. Um, and also, um, as you know yourself, Bex, we were at the West Ham match um, um, mm-hmm. and existing friends. So it, football, sport, it's got that great thing of drawing people together. And so making new friends, but also strengthening existing friendships. In terms of matches, where do you start? Um, the United game, David Phipps said, don't mention that that last home game. That was obviously special. Um, there are two matches that I will that will live with me this season. Two away games. Um, one of them was Fulham away. Um, I was with. Um, a guy called Sam Sam Moore, who was actually on one of the pods we did earlier on the season. In fact, he, he might have done a couple of pods podcasts with us. Um, I was with Sam Moore and his son um, Harry Fulham away. Sam kindly um, purchased the, the the tickets for that game, and the atmosphere that that day was was amazing. Anybody watching on TV, there was a it must have been what ten fifteen minutes of just singing. The thing I like most is being a yid, um, and that that was that was a fantastic away day. Um, the other one was Swansea. Um, was at, I was at game with Annette Smith, and she credit to her for sorting out the tickets for that game, and that was a fantastic day but for, for different reasons, which were the way the manner in which we came back right at the end. That was just crazy. So, but then yeah, there's so many other Chelsea at home. It's I could go on. It, it's been it's been superb. It's been superb, and it's been a joy to to do this podcast when we're winning so many matches, and to have to, to all the people that have um, done the podcast with this season. Thank you to all the guests that, that have appeared. Thank you, um, Bex, for 
all the pods that you've done and all the fantastic work you've done with the Spurs ladies, um, re- reporting on 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 their progress every week. Um, thank you, John. Um, it's been your first season um, doing the pods, um, but you've featured quite a lot. And th- thanks again. I've um, loved it. I felt I've grown into it a bit. I've, I've li- I listened back to some of the first ones I did, and they were bloody awful. <laughs> I think you're being uh, you're being uh, harsh. Horrible. I, I kept say, saying um quite a lot on other bits, but I, 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 yeah, yeah. It's been a, it's been a brilliant season, and I feel lucky to have uh, been part of documenting it all. Thank you to all, all all my other guests over the, over the course of this season, um, and of course, thank you to all the listeners um, for their support, for their questions, comments, for listening to the podcast, listening to and downloading the podcast. Um, the next podcast, I suspect, will be on Sunday, the sixth of August. So there's planning for you, um, where hopefully we will. It will be a week before the season starts, the Premier League starts. So we'll definitely do a pod on on that day. It might even be the same day that should we depending on the result of the cup final, it might even be the same day that we're in the, if we get there, the Community Shield against Chelsea. Ooh. But that's that's dependent on them beating um, Woolwich. Um, until then, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Let's go.